Okay, so let's so stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hope everything's going well with everyone. Even though things are crazy in this world, hope everything finds the best of you. Hopefully everything is the best as it can be for you. And on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about facing a parent fear. And it may sound like I might come from like, you know, the kids choking or breaking their arms. And of course, that's all. That's all included when you think about, you know, parental fears, but one I'm going to talk about is taking the kids out of my own. It sounds funny, but it's one of the most fearful things I've experienced, you know, is taking the kids out by myself, of course, for the first time. It's something that not really, you don't hear anybody talk about, especially doing for your first time. And I knew what happened, but I didn't think it was actually going to scare me until it actually did. And of course, the first time with my son, I was scared. And after I did it, you know, with my son, I didn't know that I could be scared again. But it happened again when it was turn to take the two kids out. And of course, there's so many things that run through your head. First time taking Max out, I was just one of those situations where it was time to take him out. He was about See, he was walking already, so he was about a good year, year and a couple months when I started taking him out. But before that, it was just we were at home, inside, taking him out for walks outside. And it was just about time to, you know, really take him out in the world. And my wife worked weekends and the afternoons, and I worked in the mornings. So for Friday, Saturday, it was, you know, me and him time. And right to that point, I knew I had to start taking them out and do things. I mean, one, because kids have so much energy, they, they want to let it out. And two, because I wanted to take them out and start exploring more, more of the world and start, start really developing this father and son bond. I remember the first time I told my wife on a Friday, I said, you know, me and Max are going to take you to work and we're picking you up. And she asked me if I was okay to do that. And I said, yeah, I'm ready. But to be honest, in my head, I was I was just freaking out. I mean, first thing you need to do is have all your necessities to sustain the kid's life while you're out. So from water, milk, snacks, of course, diapers, changing of clothes, toys to play with if they need. It all really comes pretty natural to you and your partner, right? Because, you know, usually you go out with them and they're there to back you up. But once you go solo, it's pretty much all on you. So all these little things added up to like, you know, little pressures added on. And there were little pressures that I added on to myself. I guess I wanted to be strive and be as prepared as I could. And of course, the last thing you're doing is thinking about is having fun. And the reason why I say that is because you got to do your checklist and make sure everything's good. Kid's good. He's fed. He's changed. And okay, now it's time to have fun. So advice, if you're new to it and you're worried, make a checklist. I got it all done, and we were off. So what's it to do for a small kid, especially that age? Well, you start off going to parks, then you start getting creative and expands into 
you know, indoor playgrounds. We had Disneyland dates with my cousin, Knott's. Simple talks to even going to the beach or going to the mall. It was just for anything to do so that I could show my boy the small little world his mind can observe. I mean, we did it until he was three, or almost three, until his sister arrived. And what was earned wrecking was making sure you had everything the kid needed to be safe. Chances are you will, but other things you need to know that you need to know when you're out. For instance, like bathrooms, changing tables, nearest hospitals, you know, in a worst case situation. And obviously from knowing your surroundings to hear your kids playing with and who's around them. Sometimes these kids just appear and their parents are just nowhere to be seen. And then you're in a position like, what the hell am I watching these little kids now? Like, you know, who, who brought these kids? And all these things take experience and knowing until they, you know, become second nature. And then it's just a part of you. But one thing I want to talk about going forward that was a huge eye opener. I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention to because before having a kid or much less having a kid to actually change diapers in, you really didn't pay attention to. And that's having changing tables in men's restrooms. Believe it or not, when Max was first born and, you know, we would be out, me, my wife and him, you know, say, you know, I'll take the kid out to, you know, change, change his diaper. And for a while, a lot of restrooms and the male's restrooms didn't have any changing tables. And I guess that's one of the perceived notions of, you know, the woman's going to do everything. Because sure enough, most of the time, there was a changing table in the woman's room. So that happened a lot of times. And then as time passed by, like months and months, I started noticing the change where more and more stalls start, you know, more and more places started installing the changing tables in the, in the restrooms. But, you know, once, once you get used to not having a stall, you got to get creative. And I've always seen this growing up. Well, I've seen this a couple times growing up, and I didn't think that it was hard. And I was changing the kid on your lap. Tried it. Wasn't working. Didn't like it. So it got to the point where sometimes we would, I would change him standing up. Actually, I still do sometimes with, you know, the second, my second kid, Mia. You know, in a, in a worst case situation, if not, we have a car changing the back of the car or something like that, but we're in, like, in a zoo and there's you no know, changing table or something like that, you got to change them standing up. Just some little things you, you got to adapt and just do as a parent. But once my daughter came, it was about a solid year, year and a half, I took her out you know, by myself with the kid. And even that, it was just to the park, just a few blocks away from my house. So it wasn't really to where we were in the car. We had to take my wife to work and then, you know, take off and go back. And I got away with it for about a good, about a good year. Because obviously last year, 2020, everything was, there was a wrench thrown on everyone's side. So it wasn't until this past week where we actually went out and spent a whole eight hours out by ourselves. Just me, Max, and Mia. And it was a perfect reason. My wife was getting a tattoo done and it was going to be in L.A., so why not take advantage to do something with the kids, right? She's going to be out. She's off. The kids love road trips. So taking her there to a place in my old kind of neighborhood, it was just kind of a, a win-win for, for all of us. I mean, I've taken them out before, but it was always in the car driving around, either dropping my wife off and then spending some time just driving around the block for an hour or so, 
or it was going to my aunt. So I always had somebody help me put him in the car, take him out. Even it was like 2019, 4th of July, I went to my aunt's and a friend's house. And I took the kids off by myself, completely fine. Mia was about a year old around there. And luckily, both times going in the car to go get my wife or going in the car to go to the other party, I had somebody to help me. So this was just brand new on my own. Like I said, why not take advantage of it and just had to be done at some point, right? So we're going to the science center. And I was excited for them because they're a, lot of, they're a little bit of an older age now where they're able to comprehend things. They're able to appreciate like the little experiments they have, you know, the, the reasons why pressure adapts in a water or the science behind a rocket going up in the air or actually seeing the endeavor. And of course, the little like mini aquarium that they have with some of the fishes, little sharks. It's it just a win-win. But, you know, I was, I was nervous. I was real nervous. And it was something that I've prepared for in my life. But still, I wanted to prepare more. So it wasn't as bad taking out with, you know, the first time going out with Max. The kids are a little bit more relaxed, more at ease. They're more talkative. So a little bit easier. And that's it. It was time to go. And it was perfect. And no complaints. The kids behaved. They loved the exhibits. We even had some lunch where Max ate food, like actually outside. He had fries. And if you know this kid, or if you don't know this kid, obviously, very, very picky. Eats fries from certain places. No seasoning. If they have seasoning, he doesn't eat them. He's, he has to have them a certain way. But luckily, food they had there met his expertise. And we all sat down and enjoyed. Even got them a toy. And from there, it was a real trip through L.A. to shop cross town. So we were in around South Central, where the Science Center is held by the Colise- L.A. Coliseum. We kind of went into downtown, left to you know, West L.A. We actually just drove almost by LACMA to a Target. And then stuff we needed there <laughs> wasn't there because... My kid had an accident. It wasn't his fault. So we needed to get some supplies. And they just didn't have them there at that store. It was like one of those like mini, mini stores. So we drove all the way through LA, through downtown to Alhambra, which is the east side of LA. And of course, I'm trying to kill some time because, you know, my wife's getting her tattoo done and it's just more and more time that's being added on to what, what work she was getting done. And of course, this tattoo came out bitching. So I told her, like, no, don't rush. You know, the last thing you want to do is come out with, like, a really messed up tattoo. <laughs> well, we drove across town, bribed them with shopping. They got their toys. And we found the park that was nearby. They played for a good hour, hour and a half. Got tired, got burned out, got them some food, and it was time to go get mom. And we were in the car maybe about a good 30 minutes waiting for her to finish her tattoo. And... One kid gets knocked out, and then the other kid's holding on for dear life, and as soon as my wife comes out, says hi to the boy, tells him it's okay to go to sleep, and that was it. They both were asleep in the car. And that's when you know the kids had fun when they're in the car, and they just, they knock out. It's good for us parents, too. And it's funny, because before you go out on these trips, you kind of doubt yourself. Something like, well, I have the safety net of our home, so if anything happens, you know, I got water, I got... 
I got my packs of diapers, my packs of wipes. I got all their clothes so in case they needed changing. I got my phone to call 911. Uh, worst case scenario, I have some neighbors that might be able to help. But when you're on your own, out in the streets, it's, it's, it's exactly what it sounds. You're, just, you're all alone. And, you know, in the worst case scenario, if you were to need help for anything, especially you having kids, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be good people around to help you out. So you're not, even though you're alone, you're not entirely alone. People are going to help. People are going to do good. But still, you get in your psyche and it's, it's worse than what it is. And sometimes you second guess yourself, but your instincts and common sense knowledge kind of kick in and it, it just slips into place and that's it. You're done. But one of the main things when you're out is you really got to look out for those fishy people that, I mean, let's face it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's going to be pedophiles out there. There's going to be people who are wanting to take your kids. And if you don't think it can happen to you, it, it happens. That's the sad thing we are in this world right now because my grandma was talking about like, you know, her growing up and it seems so much safer. Like they wouldn't lock their doors. If they came home late, late, late at night, they would sleep on their porch they were able to walk around certain times of the day. They would send their kids to school by themselves, which it's a little bit more common than usual. But as the years pass by, you just I kind of feel like you hear less and less of that just because it's more dangerous out there, especially for kids. But they would send their kids like halfway across town to the market by themselves, walking, taking the bus, taking transfers. And I mean, I wouldn't want to let my kid walk to store because it's kind of far from my house but you know different times different situations and unfortunately for us in this time it's gotten a more it's gotten more dangerous just just be honest it's gotten more dangerous there's more of a risk factor every kids you know being taken away there's more risk factors a pedophile at the park and there's been so many cases where drunk drivers are just driving around hit a jump a curve and hit people. Damn near sucks, but I mean, that's those cases, those incidents, they've just been happening more and more. So, us as parents, we have to do our due diligence and check off all the boxes to make sure, you know, kids are safe, they're having fun, there's no creepy people around them, check your surroundings, and you always gotta be on the watch. And one time this happened to me where I wasn't really focused on the people around me. I was just more focused with my kid, pushing on the swing and you know, all this stuff. And apparently there was this creepy, weird guy just staring at the kids. Didn't have any kids around him. Wasn't a part of any family. He was just there, just staring. And my wife told me about it. I said, you know, who? She explained to me and all that. And I told her, honestly, I didn't even pay attention because I was so fixated on my son, playing, watching him follow him on the slide, and I really didn't look at, you know, everybody around. And since then, I've been keeping up my eye around people, because if I would have known, then you, you know, you got to say something. What is he doing? What are you doing here? Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, everything that's being a little bit too much, put yourself in, you know, the parents' shoes. Would you want somebody, some creep ass looking at your kid like that, getting his kicks off while... Your kids are playing, jumping, doing whatever, and they're right there getting off. Exactly. But just dangerous world. Protect yourself. Protect your kids. Know your exits, your ins and outs, your numbers, your nearest, you know, locations to for help for anything. And 
I mean, still things like that, but eventually they become second nature, so you can go out and have more fun and and just be free. <laughs> so that was the first of. Those are my two first, and ever since the last time with my daughter and son, there's gonna I'm guaranteed there's gonna be more. It's just a matter of when, but definitely it was scary. It was scary. I was fearful a little bit, but just like all things, you overcome them and. You come out better from them. So if you have any fearful doubts, taking your kids out by yourself for certain spaces. I know women, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more tricky because let's face it, people or I won't say men, but because there are women and men that do prey on. On women, especially when they have a woman and a, a child with them. So if you're a woman in that situation, and you take your kids out, double watch yourself. Be vigilant, just. Just be safe. And, you know, that's it for this week. Hopefully, I, I release this the week after my birthday, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. So I have episodes already recorded, already edited, ready to go. So I might take a week off after my birthday. I might not, just depending on how everything goes. But by the time you hear this, hope everything's going well. And just a reminder to everybody, just... Be safe, have fun, and enjoy this life that we're in.